0: watching No-Go
1: Zone with Henry. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here. Another, uh, I almost had Wednesday. It's Thursday today, of course. We had to uh, postpone. Do it one day later than usual. Uh, that's how it goes sometimes. But I uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us. If you're tuning in live, I uh, hope you've had a wonderful week observing all the insanity going on and of course we're going to continue covering this today here some of the war crimes some of the zionist lobby type of stuff and some of the diversity of course in the west and uh, the big question is had we have we had enough yet that's a big question we'll try to uh, we'll try to answer that uh, there's actually plenty of normy kind of normie conservatives uh, moving in this direction interesting though that it didn't happen kind of for some of them until like yeah, the Israel thing popped off, but uh, hey, what? We'll uh, we'll take it as long as we can, as long as we can get all the, as long as we can restore the damage that has been done to our countries in every department. Uh, I don't care which, I don't care what box you begin in, or uh, the effects of it, or the root of it, whatever. You, like all of it needs to be taken care of. That's the big uh, issue here. Okay, all right. Anyway, guys. So tomorrow we got a big show coming up as well. We're gonna do a little bit of a panel here on the zio wars ongoing with uh, ryan dawson adam green raging dissident or uh, jeremy mckenzie uh, and derek rance will join us as well so that's tomorrow for kind of a special uh, panel on that topic starting at 5 p.m eastern uh, as usual usual for our flashback friday so definitely don't miss that make sure you tune in for some uh, uh, some good uh Good takes on both the war crimes, but of course also on some of the uh, fallout from the uh, diversity and all that shit that, that we've been uh, suffering in uh, in the West now for a couple of decades. Uh, so I wanted to begin uh, today with something a little different before we get into the main kind of issue uh, of the wars. And uh, actually the SPLC had a little bit of a statement here. I think this is from, well, let's, let's see when they posted this here, October 18th. So yesterday, check this out here. SPLC, Mo- this is of course the uh, North Sea Poverty. Lo- I'm sorry, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, you know the uh, alleged, alleged pedophile, incestuous, sexual abuse uh, guy in charge there over there, who was in charge for a while, Morris Dees, Remember that guy? He set up the SPLC. Uh, apparently, he's kind of a jumped ship over there. But uh, I think the SPLC wasn't the SPLC was accused of <laughs> some kind of like internal like racism or something. It's funny because the same thing with like the ADL or whatever, like they don't have any, uh, they don't have much diversity, these organizations. Uh, and when they do, the, most of them are, you know, are Jewish, of course, uh, you know, uh, definitely, definitely the ADL. I think there might be a few more non-Jews in SPLC, uh, but uh, <laughs> but be that as it may, they had all these racist accusations. Anyway, I, I'm babbling here. SPLC mourns death of Leonard Kure. Renews call for reimagining of policing in America. And their statement here was, SPLC is deeply saddened by the tragic loss of Leonard Cure in Camden County, Georgia. Right? has got to be some just racist police behind this, right? And I, look, I'm not a, always a huge fan of, uh, of some of the... Uh, you know, the, 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 blue, the system the, the system enforcers in blue out there, but uh, be this as it may. We urgently call for a transformation in policing that honors every individual's right. Oh really? It was this individual rights somehow uh, you know, stripped away, taken away with this little event here? We'll see in a moment. You'll see. You can judge. Man, my balance uh, balancing this shot. What's going on here? There we go. Let's try that. Uh, okay. The ongoing anti-blackness in policing must end. They said every leader must act for justice and accountability. So uh, let's uh, let's check out what uh, let's check out what happened here, shall we? <clears throat> there we go. Check this up.
2: Step out. Get out. Get out. Put your hands back here. I ain't doing shit. Put your damn hands back here.
1: And I've not done shit. Let's hear it out.
2: Who are you, Staff Sergeant, Officer Sheriff's Office? My name is Al I don't care. Step to the rear of this vehicle. In the name of who? In the name of the In law of the state of Georgia. Step back here now. You're getting tased. Watch me now. Put your hands on the back of that truck you see that put your hands on the back of that truck the back of the truck both hands turn around 34 can Send me another unit one non-compliant Officer who? Staff Sergeant Aldridge with the Camden County Sheriff's Office. Who County? Camden County. Put your hand behind your back. Do I have a Do I have a warrant? Wait, wait. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Excuse me. Either put your hands behind your back or you're getting tased. I'm telling you that right now. Why am I getting tased? Because you are under arrest for speeding and reckless driving. I'm not driving. Nobody was hurt. How was I speeding? You passed me doing 100 miles an hour. Okay, so that's a speeding ticket, right? Sir, tickets in the state of Georgia are criminal offense.
1: Man, it's just—he's figuring this shit out as he goes. It's incredible. That's just a speeding ticket right there. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is how not to deal with cops. I mean, you might—you might, you look, you might not like it, and the cop might be an asshole, and it's completely unjustable, but. But the reality is, like you, you don't take it up with them there on that spot at that time. It, it, it's just kind of how it goes, right? In
2: Georgia, criminal offenses. I don't have a ticket in Georgia. You do now. Why? You passed me doing a okay, hundred miles an hour. offense out. and what? I'm not going. Hands to jail? behind your back. Yes, you are going no. to jail. Hands behind
1: your back. Put your hands behind your back. Here we go. in the uh, in the field we we'll call this low impulse uh, control, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're, uh, case you're new.
2: Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Uh,
3: Stay down. Stay down.
1: Right there. You hear that? It was muffled, silent. Stay there, down. he used he used uh, him as a muffler, basically. Click. You just sort of. Quiet. Shot
3: fire, camion! Stay down! I Do get up! Stay down! Stay down!
1: Yeah, so there you go. <clears throat> so, come, again, of course, a racist police officer for no reason whatsoever. Here's actually the body cam uh, view of all this as well. Check this out. Here. And we can go forward a little bit here approaches the vehicle we saw that right
2: Staff Sergeant Hodges with the Camden County Sheriff's Office. Camden County. Put your hand behind your back. Do I have a Do I have a warrant? No, 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 no. Excuse me. Put your hands behind your back, cause you're getting tased. I'm telling you that right now. Why am I getting tased? Cause you are under arrest for speeding and reckless driving. I'm not driving. Nobody was hurt. How was I speeding? You passed me doing 100 miles an hour. Okay, so that's a speed ticket, right, sir? tickets ticket the state of Georgia criminal offenses. I don't have a ticket in Georgia. Now. Why? You passed me to a <laughs> <And> what am <laughs> I going shit. Hands behind your back. Yes, you you're going know. to jail. Hands behind your back Put your hands behind your back. What's
1: the juices of these tasers? You need they need something stronger here, I think, yeah, folks. Imagine this shit of like try, thinking you're going to like, like even if you did, like even if you killed this police officer, like get away, like well, What do you think is going to happen next for you? <laughs> yeah, bitch. And then he, of course, shoots him right in the side. Hundred percent justified, you know. Hundred uh, percent, you know. Hundred percent his fault, right? But it's every single time. It's every single time. It's like this, right? The, uh, uh, the, the we urge urgently call this for transformation in policing that honors each individual's rights. What about the police officer here? He's supposed to just sacrifice his life and not do anything, not defend himself. Right? The ongoing anti-blackness in policing must end. He stopped in just because he was black. <laughs> Every leader must act for justice. So Anybody who's who's listening to these anymore? And let's say the community note here. Uh, Leonard Kure was shot after the police officer attempted restraining Cure using second non-lethal devices and methods, which ultimately proved to be ineffective, as Cure began choking the officer on the side of a highway. Uh, man, these community notes is uh, fantastic. It's very, uh, very good stuff that we have those. All right. So anyway, there you go. <clears throat> a little bit of different, a uh, little bit of different something for you there to kick us off. What are you going to do, right? Uh, Night Nation Review, good to see you. Hey, Red Eyes TV, good to see you as well. Still want to see if I could uh, arrange to get a guest spot with you, Henrik. Red Eyes was a major inspiration when I sought to put together my own show. Can I try to get attention through Twitter? Thanks, NR. Did you write an email? I I do apologize if I missed that. But yes, DM me on Twitter or, again, uh, just shoot me an email again in case that's buried under unanswered emails, uh, redice.protomail.com or or, uh, DM me on, on my personal Twitter. That should work fine. Good to see you. Night Nation Review. Uh, enjoyed uh, seeing the show with Alex uh, the Furman on there the other day, so good job. Uh, Ryan Triple G, hello Henrik, I also think I should go on Night Nation Review. You want to come on with me? Maybe we could do it together. How about that? Ryan Triple G and Henrik for uh, Night Nation Review Spot. We'll try to, try to set that up. Uh, good to see you, Ryan. Alright, so anyway, do you want to... Super chat today. Support the show. EntropyStream.live slash TV. Odyssey.com forward slash at TV for hyper chats. And you can do Rumble rants over at Rumble.com forward slash. So you say slash move slash. What a forward slash? What is it with a forward slash? Drop it, Boomer. Rumble.com slash user slash TV. Is anybody using backslash? I don't think backslash is uh, that popular anymore. McDozer over on EntropyStream says, every now and then the police get it right i consider that a disease cure i consider that disease cure i o yeah exactly uh yeah i mean it's maybe it's like a broken clock or something uh thank you McDozer. appreciate that all right on to uh well i mean though that's that's serious uh, that's serious business right i mean the you got to put that in context too right the reason why these anti-white uh you know cultural marxist communist anti-western let's just add on the pejoratives here uh organizations like the splc the adl and all these things why they do this shit is of course that because they don't want us to have any uh a- any order in our societies right they want to use these hordes against us uh, they want lawlessness uh, to that uh, to that extent that's one, one of the reasons why they're pro bringing in all these migrants as well they don't care if it bites you know israel in the ass at the end of this they will do that anyway. They just they, they like to sabotage. They like to tear things down. They never build anything. They never do anything. They don't construct anything. They don't make anything. All they do is whine and fucking kvetch all day long about other people and about other groups and what what someone said on the internet. That's all they know how to do. And in this case, yes, they want to take away the few last lines of fucking defense that's left, including the cops, who in the most part don't do very good anyway. But you know, remove that, disarm people. What do you What do you have next? Right? You have uh, well, you have Sweden. <laughs> so you have no no weapons out there. You have Europe at large, essentially, with what the exception of Switzerland, essentially. Uh, maybe some of the Balkan countries have uh, have some weapons too. But uh, anyway, holy shit, you all riled up here. Okay. So speaking of invading armies, right? Let's uh, let's begin here. We'll begin on the diversity end of this here today, and then we'll talk more about uh, Israel. Uh, some of the zaya wars going on a little bit later and some of the fallout from this but of course this in context is all part of the same problem that we've been facing now for the last few decades uh, in western countries in europe uh with of course many of these america american driven foreign wars which of course is uh, largely driven by neoconservatives. we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that later but of course that's led to decades of destabilization in the Middle East, in even some African countries. And of course, because of that, you get waves and waves of migrants uh, coming up to the West uh, to live uh, high on the hog. Uh, well, not the Muslims, maybe, but you, you, you get what I'm saying. Uh, so here's Greece. Hundreds of Islamists shouting alo snack bar. Uh, as they riot at a Greek n- migrant camp, the ink on their applications <laughs> isn't even dry, and they're already rioting and screaming, rallying cries for militant jihadists. Great. Why don't they go to? Why don't they go to Egypt or Palestine or Syria or Iran or Iraq or something? Then right. And I was thinking about this today. But does anybody? Is there any? Is there actually any fights between Shia and Sunni? Islam Muslims in Western countries, is there has anybody heard anything like this? I, I I'm not sure there is much of that. I don't think I've heard it. Of course, in some of their own countries, they have some of their uh, you know it, it's their you know Catholics versus Protestants, right? They're 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 ongoing. Uh, you know, Europe we have the Thirty Years War and things like this. But in our countries, I think they mostly get along. Do they not? I think it might be. I always get this wrong, right? But the Shia is the Iranian uh, kind of Iranian branch, I believe, right, and the Sunni is the other, the other faction. I might get that wrong, but I think it's less of the uh, of the Shia. I think, right? It might, maybe, sometimes I mix that up. I gotta, I gotta finally memorize the difference between the two. But anyway, I'm not sure if there is. But anyway, so here, here, uh, here they are, uh, enriching uh, Greece here. i mean fuck these people (laughs) just fuck them all just get them all out you know what i mean go to the middle east and fight your goddamn wars down there what the hell are you doing in greece right this is an insurgency this is an invading insurgency army ready to be activated right this is the powder keg like we talked about in western warrior recently uh, it's been imported and pl- it's been planted, <laughs> powder keg after powder keg, for decades now. And now, finally, when Israel makes this move, uh, well, b- by proxy, I guess, if you can look at the, the fact that it was Hamas that started the most recent one, but anyway, uh, they've, be- they've become activated. You now have uh, terrorism. Every other day we've had something since this conflict uh, broke out on uh, European soil. Knife attacks, of course the shooting of Brussels, we'll look at that later. We did actually not cover that yet because it happened uh, after we've recorded our our member show. But anyway, there they are. Go back home and fight your battles there. Here we go. Here's uh, Helsingborg, Sweden. This is in southwestern parts of Sweden uh, where they have another uh, big protest, right? Everyone uh, pro-Palestinian are out in forces. Uh, on our streets check this out a little bit it's crazy i did not know helsingborg was that bad i had uh, my dad's side uh i had family there my uh my grandma on my dad's side uh, farmor she grew up in helsingborg she had family there they still live there they lived she moved to gothenburg later but many of her relatives still stayed in helsingborg and this is now a fucking shit i even spent some time down there actually with her uh come to think of it, was very young at that time it's a beautiful old uh, lookout tower called Shan. I'm down there, which I uh, visited many, many times. And uh, now it's full of this fucking shit. Let's check this. Out. This is, by the way, Hels- elsinore Right, uh, is just across the sound. This is Denmark. This is where uh, the, uh, uh, the the oh shit, uh, Hamlet, right, uh, plays out. Right, uh, elsinore Castle, like Helsingborg, Helsingør. Right, that's on the Danish side and the other side. It's one of the uh, shortest distances between Denmark and Sweden. So you had a lot of ferries going between there uh, back and forth before uh, the bridge was built further down south in Malmö over to to Denmark. Holy shit. It's just, this is this a fucking joke. Our, our countries have become a fucking joke with all these people in it. But yeah, they are the. this is the shit that come they come out for. I mean, it's their issue. There's are in our countries, do they care when Swedes are stabbed or how many of these come out when there's terrorist attacks? It's like none of them. No. It's they can rally around and of course, this is not all Palestinians. This is just, you know, Muslims. This is this is Arabs primarily. Uh, you know, there might be a few others here and there, or whatever. Uh, but that's it and they, they, this is their issue. This is their issue while they're in our countries. Go and fight them Maybe we can maybe we can even arm them with some so how about this? We will we'll arm them with Swedish weapons, right? We have uh, we will call on uh, Bufos, ABB, a couple of these other big weapons manufacturers we got in Sweden we we'll say hey, we'll give you uh We'll give you all these arms uh, as long as you leave. We can we can reverse the thing. Remember the Eritrean migrants, right? Israel paid them money to go to like to relocate to Western countries. This is probably about an equivalent size, just right here. You know what? Uh, maybe it's not two thousand to come to think of it, but maybe five hundred or something. So you know, it's 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 a bit on the way there. So we can we can arm that. We can give them arms if you promise to never come back and and if you go fight Israel. How about that? Maybe that's the way to do it, huh? Holy shit. Uh, National Review again says all the desert people need to stay in the desert and not suck white people into it. I agree. The tribe have planted a giant sleeper cell in our countries. I'm not, uh, I'm, uh, I too am very uh, tired of watching our people getting suckered into their drama. Yeah, 100%. We just need to get these fucking issues out of our countries. Uh, but it, still, I think there, I'm, I am encouraged by some of the things that I'm, some of the trends that I'm seeing. And it's not that that's, if it stops where the rhetoric now have begun, of course, that's still a problem, right? But I'm saying it does help to shift the needle, even though some of the voices of criticism are coming from these hardcore, you know, like pro-Zionist groups and stuff like that. Uh, and again, as long as we don't are dragged into a war or like, oh, well, we have to support Israel now, blah, blah, blah. you know, so as long, as long as that not comes in the wake of that. I, I, again, I don't care what triggers the first step in restoring order, just as as long as it's being done. Right. Uh, so, of course, here's the uh, the uh, terrorist attack in uh, Brussels here too. Uh, Belgian police killed Tunisian man suspected of shooting three Swedish soccer fans, killing two of them. So this was a football match between—I refuse to say soccer. What the fuck, soccer? Uh, Football uh, between Belgium and Sweden, some qualifying game, I think. And uh, this was, of course, specifically targeted. I think he mentions one of the clips. It's not subtitled, but we have one of the clips here of him talking in his car. I think before he starts the shooting, talking about, "Oh, we're going to target these rando Swedes here uh, because a." gay Danish politician went over there to burn a Koran. So now we need to kill some Swedes, right? Uh, So here's some of the uh, footage of the shooting
4: here. (laughs) There's
1: him in orange there. (laughs) Here, let's hear his beautiful language
5: here. Bismillah, <laughs> al-salat, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah,
1: the infidels. Of
5: the 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 uh,
1: so I, I believe that's before the shooting, uh, I would assume. I'm not sure he could, could he could stay that cool after, maybe. These people don't care. Is that the same clip? Yeah, it's the same goddamn clip. Okay, it was, <laughs> that was a different one. All right. All right. There they are. Yeah, there he is, rather. So, uh, what happened here is he was uh, apparently shot dead. Uh, luckily, sometimes I which we just would kind of capture them live and like do a speedy trial and then do public torture. Uh, live stream it. Uh, get, get it out on as many media channels as possible to say this is what we do with people who target our people in our countries. You know what I mean? Um, so, Says here, authorities in the Belgian capital shot and killed a Tunisian national on Tuesday, hours after he, sh- he gunned down three Swedish soccer fans, killing two of them, and posted a video online in which he claimed credit for the attack and said the Quran was a, quote, red, a red line for which he's ready to sacrifice himself. Uh, so, of course, thank you. Thank you so much. Paideia and Barbara Spector for bringing these people to our countries. Thank you so much, Hyas. Thank you so much, Israel. Thank you so much, Jew- Jewish Family Services. And I could, and all the Catholic charities and all these other goddamn organizations uh, that's doing this shit as well. Uh, and thank you to the politicians that let it happen or who were paid off to, to, be, to stay silent or look the other way or indoctrinated by the propaganda in our newspe- newspapers and news media over the last few decades. They're all guilty. I mean, all of them are guilty. Uh, They have blood on their hands because of this shit, right? Investigators are still trying to determine the motive for Monday's night attacks, which happened not far from where Belgium's men's soccer team was hosting Sweden in a European championship qualifier. The match was suspended at halftime. So this was during, I thought it was after, see? Uh, And more more than 35,000 fans were kept inside the stadium as a precaution while the attack... This is incredible. There's... (laughs) One guy, and it's like society grinds to a halt. I mean, it's just a sports ball game, you know. But it's the point, right? It's the point. Will these guys, will these football people get involved in this shit? I mean, I know most of like the fanatical kind of like hooligan types and stuff. They're tied to like the the local teams, right? They're not uh, as much tied to the national teams. There's some of that, of course. I shouldn't say they're not, but. Amateur videos of the attacker posted. <clears throat> amateur? That's an interesting way to say. Amateur video. Is there... Prof- I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you can have professional videos posted on social media. Why not just a video? All right, whatever. <clears throat> is that? Is it... Maybe it's an anti-Islamic comment there. And this, this goddamn, uh, you know, desert dweller here couldn't even shoot it properly. That's what... Based AP goes out on a limb here and <laughs> calls his videos an amateur video. Posted on social media, I showed a man wearing an orange fluorescent vest. Pull up on his scooter, take out a large weapon and open fire. See, I saw one other clip. It was some dude that was filming this from his uh, apartment, uh, out his apartment window. And he was like messing around with this bag and it just looked messy. And sh- I-, I don't know, anyway, he pulled out the weapon. He shot some at a car randomly. I forget if it was his scooter or he got, or he he stole one or something, but he drove away. That's all you saw in that photo. But then I think he went to the place where the you know he shot the uh, the uh, Swedish supporters. Essentially, uh, yeah, he chased them into a building and gunned them down. He was also filmed calmly loading his weapon as cars drove slowly. But yeah, you it was funny. But god damn it, I don't have that footage. But it's still, despite the like Belgium is a hotbed of terrorism now, it was. It's fascinating to see how, unequipped still, a lot of, I assume, people in the cars were maybe mostly Belgian, uh, but uh, that's hard to, Brussels, I mean, I've been there, it's, fuck, it's a disaster. It's beautiful, beautiful architecture, you know, uh, Gothic-slash-Baroque-style, classic-style buildings, you know, things like this. And and it's just a a sea of like Arabs and like it was it, the, the tra- all the traffic rules have gone out the window. It's basically like if you're in traffic, it's Egypt, a- and the and the demographics is like you know whatever you know, some Middle Eastern country somewhere. And then as you look up and it's like holy shit! Like look at these buildings here, uh, it's surreal. But um, yeah, it's a mess. But I assume most of the people in the cars were Belgian. Let's assume they're Belgian. Uh, they stopped and they were like, what, what's going on here? Like, right in front, as opposed to like, shit, we got to get out! So get, you know, terrorist attack, they're shooting! Uh, still that, let's see what they're saying here. Let me get this. Let's see what the comment was here from the draw.
0: Frustrated, um, confused, scared. I think everyone was quite scared. Oh.
1: Is there, can you really, I mean, yeah, okay, it was a couple of years ago, right? You had a big one in Brussels, maybe, or something like that. But it, it's like, this is this is archa- This is is part and partial, uh, as our uh, replacees say, when they ascend up to the halls of power, uh, like Sadiq Khan said, right? Yeah, it's just par- and par- terrorism is part and parcel right now. Don't worry about it. Uh, here's the victims. 60-year-old Patrick Lundström and 70-year-old Kent Passion were big fans of Sweden's national football team and often traveled to watch the away games. Games They were killed by an Islamist terrorist in Brussels. Now, this uh, shouldn't make you stand with Israel because, of course, a lot of the, uh, those types of groups and activists have helped to create this scenario in our countries. I think largely to get, to get us sympathetic to Zionism. And then, of course, ironically, we have a lot of the nationalistic parties, which obviously, uh, because of all this shit, are rising in the polls. Sweden Democrats just passed the Social Democrats, which is first in history. And they are now, according to the latest poll, the largest party in the country, uh, which means they might uh, be able to get a. Well, we'll, we'll not that they're going to fix the problem, but obviously they're a little bit better, right? But, but both some of the problems with them is that they're super, you know, many in the party are super pro Zionist, right? They're pro- super pro Zionist. Um, you know, uh, sy- sympathizing with them, and they, uh, well, their issues are now our issues, and we have to, you know, we have to, su- blah, 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 we have to support them and all that shit, right? But anyway, yeah, so, uh, I'm not sure what these guys did politically, but shout out to uh, Paul Ticklundström, Kent Passion. Uh, hopefully, guys, you went to uh, Valhalla, and you're with your ancestors, and you can help to uh, rev up some of the anger on the other side, we're going to need it, uh, we're going to need to have some of that berserker energy coming our way, uh, we need some of that ancestral spirit to come back into the uh, the picture here. Otherwise, uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. Uh, let me put it that way. All right, fucking sad. It's just such a sad state. Here's uh, here is some uh, enrichment in Germany. An Islamist shouts on the streets of Berlin that Allah's victory will also come to this land. Uh, Radio here says uh, they want to impose Sharia in Europe. They must be expelled en masse now.
2: Das yes. wollen sie uns verbieten, Diese Leute. Wir wollten nie Allah wird kommen. Allah.
5: Islam wird siegen. Das
1: wollen
2: sie uns Will right? will uh, we'll, uh,
1: we'll win, right? Bismillah, all right, uh, fantastic uh, order right there. yeah, he, uh, he will uh, not only bomb internally, he will uh, he will move on to bomb externally soon enough. These are of course the kind of people that you like uh, let's let's not even like surveil this guy. let's just get him out. <laughs> okay, let's just let's just get him out. No, instead of course our you know our leaders and shit like that are like, we're going ban we're gonna ban all the pro-palestinian protests to, to, because Israel doesn't like that that and it doesn't look good so let's you know let's corral them all, let's arrest them all let let's, let's bring out the riot cops and let's force try, let's try to force them to become like us and integrate with us and become us so that we can you know mix out so our kids and our grandkids can mix out with these people. So that we can basically, you know, get uh, the Kalergi uh, plan into co- coming to fruition. That, that's ultimately what they want, right? Uh, now there's this. Um, we'll talk about the UK enrichment uh, uh, in a moment here as well. But check this out. There's uh, Klaus Ominius found this clip of, uh, or I guess it's some TikTok channels that are basically doing like the promotion for. Uh, Arabs and Muslims, and uh, well, I guess anybody really, to come to the West to get uh, to get money and wh- white girlfriends. Now the music uh, later on top of this is, is awful, but uh, check this out here. So this me like, oh, here's where I was in 2022, and look at me now in 2023 with my, uh, you know, r- right here in front of this, uh, you know, famous European building with my European girlfriend. fucking music is what what is what even is that but anyway look at the picture. pictures i'm in spain now so yeah i used to be in what is that morocco or something that's albania right and look at me now in 2023 Here's my white girlfriends in europe at 2023 uh, i'm in france coming from uh algeria i think that's morocco going to switzerland morocco to italy in 2023 right so yeah so there's a bunch of these like TikToks, like that is promoting this i come to come to the west Come to Europe, go there. You can have. You'll have money. You see that one guy with his his money. Wasn't that what he had? Let me see. Was that the second one? I think one. Anyway, I, I, I think one of them was like with his with. His, there, right? Look <laughs> like at that fucking shit there. Twenty seventeen. Uh, is that Albania? Is that or is that a different flag? Am I seeing that wrong? I, no, that's not Albania. Albania has a eagle in the middle. It's red like that, right? But that's is that Morocco, Algeria, Algeria maybe. Uh, anyway, anyway, I think it's Algeria. Uh, so then, uh, then he gets his he gets his Euro stash. Once he got to Italy, right there. Uh, here's the UK. Uh, David Vance here questioning this, uh, this 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 enrichment here. What uh, what contribution do these people make to British life? Well, the point the point is just the, the diversity in and of itself. Right? Is the strength, and so that's why they're here. They're here to be. Hey, I'm here now. I'm diverse pay for me i'm i'm adding diversity to your civilization Oh like an updated version of uh, Mike Sh- Mike Thurnovich's book, uh, but instead of Gorilla mindset, I want desert mindset. Can we uh, can we get that? Can we can we get an AI cover of that at least? Someone uh, willing to uh, line that up, send it to me. Redeyesatprotonmail dot com. Desert mindset. <laughs> That's what this is right here. All right. Uh, so anyway, with that, uh, some positive developments here, right? Normicon, I saw a traditional is it traditional Britain group? Is that what it's uh, called? On. Uh on Telegram, they have a good uh, traditional yes, traditional Britain group. They they linked this up on their telegram. And uh this could be good to show. Uh and they said here, uh what does it say here? Yeah, normie normy conservatives, right, are start finally starting uh you know to question some of this stuff. Where's the post here? Oh, is it further down? Uh yeah, here it is. Mainstream right-wing groups. I, I personally have not heard this. I think I've seen something from these before, so it's not completely brand new. But ethnic diversity weakens society. It is not a strength. Research shows <laughs> that's why it's kind of funny, right? Because it's like they're now beginning to say things like we said. You know, people like us, and of course many others, right? Said, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, some people, have, you know, <laughs> three decades ago, even further than that. Some people said it when like when this begun, the promotion for our multicultural uh, hell holes, you know, to begin decades and decades ago said this. But now they're slowly rolling around. And it, it, It's like it, it. And is it over the Israel thing that is that, you know, I don't know I'm undecided on it. You know, what I mean, it's like, it, as I said, I, frankly, I don't care. What triggers it as long as something as long as we don't like, okay, let's just kind of deport, right? Kind of the, you know, like the Palestinian, the Palestinian protests or something like that, uh, but but still look at the other way for like grooming gangs or something. But I don't I don't think they're on this path. I think they're 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 getting there slowly but surely. Now they've begun to realize that we've had enough. It's enough now. You know what I mean? So this is 30 minutes long, but let's just play like the first minute or two here uh, so you can get an idea. Uh, and I don't know much about the NCF immigration conference at the New Cultural Forum. That's what this is uh, from here, right?
2: Hello everyone, lovely to see you all. Uh, some familiar faces as well. We're a bit behind schedule, so I'm gonna forgo my usual long joke and just get right into things.
1: Um, <clears> that uh, looks like Salman Rushdie gained a few pounds, huh?
2: Diversity is our greatest strength. Of course. Has a week gone by when we haven't heard that hackneyed trope of speech uh, pass the lips of a mayor or a cabinet minister or a police commissioner? If you Google the term, this is what shows up. And As, a, as an aside, I couldn't help but chuckle at the entirely undiverse picture here where you have four black soldiers all too often, diversity is a synonym for non-white.
1: Diamond- uh, see now if we could just get him to say anti-white, <laughs> right they're, they're this, they're this fucking close. <laughs> they're, they're this close. Anyway, I think that's enough. You get the point. Diversity weakens society. It's not a strength. Strength, <clears throat> I'd say. Instead of research shows, uh, society shows <laughs> like the, the result of living uh, shows that. Anyway, I think it's it's uh, it's it's good, right? It's good that it's it's sad that it's taken this long, but uh, they they are getting there, right? So this happened, uh, sadly, a seventy-year-old passerby uh, was killed, Terence Carney here, uh, by some uh, asylum seeker slash refugee thing in uh, Hartlepool. H- Hartlepool, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Not even sure exactly where that is in. Uh, in the UK. They believe 70-year-old Terence Carney was a passerby who may have been attacked in Tees, Tees Street, Hartlepool after using a nearby cash Counter Terrorism Police, who are now in charge of the inquiry, said in a statement, "The man who sadly lost his life during the incident uh, has this afternoon, Monday, uh, been named as Terence Carney, age 70 from Hartlepool." Uh, thoughts, thoughts, and sympathies, of course, yeah, deepest thoughts. But let's not do anything about this. Let's uh, let's arrest people who do mean Facebook posts instead of going after you know killers and rape gangs and all that shit. We, we know what's going on, right? But forty um, four uh, year old man remains in custody on suspicion of both murder and attempted murder after police was granted an extra twelve hours to interview him. Uh, so anyway, so so what? What the reason why I'm showing you this uh, is because it was an uh, an MP here. Uh, for Hartlepool, this this uh, town, this area, who are now calling for migrants to be expelled from the country after this 70-year-old man was murdered uh, by a asylum seeker. Uh, she reveals how staff have been intimidated, apparently, by illegal migrants as well. Hartlepool, Hartlepool's MP has called for, quote, people who have no right to be here to be expelled after revealing how her staff have been regularly intimidated by illegal migrants. I think her name is Jill Mortimer. Uh, she's the town's conservative, uh, conservative MP, uh, and has also spoken about rumours that major hotels in the town are uh, to house asylum seekers. So here's the clip uh, of her speaking out. And again, you know, it's a noticeable change in rhetoric. You know what I mean? It sounds like it sounds like they're fed up. It sounds like they've had enough.
0: On Sunday, Terence Carney, a 70-year-old Hartley Hartlepoolian was murdered by an asylum seeker. The people are afraid and angry. Every week my office is besieged by asylum seekers. My staff are intimidated by young men. The fact is, most of them are illegal migrants who should be expelled.
1: Based, (laughs) fucking
0: based. My thoughts and sympathies are with Mr Carney's family and friends as and all my constituents affected by this heinous crime. However, sympathy is not enough. They deserve action, and I am demanding it. Will the Prime Minister take action? Sooner. Will he make <laughs> sure enforcement is delivered? Yeah. Will he ensure that people who have no right to be here are expelled?
1: That's right, expel them.
0: Enough is enough. Yes. I want these people out of Hartlepool now.
1: Out of the country. Out of our fucking Mr. continent. Mr.
2: Speaker, it's my... Out of
1: our civilization, right? Anyway, there's the uh, Israeli shill right there (laughs) coming in. My sympathies. The unelected Indian is going to care now about these issues, right? And we'll talk about him here uh, in just a second. We'll take a couple of these. Uh, Ryan, Triple G again. Whatever you do, Europe, do don't read about who opened the gates of Valencia, Spain, to invaded hordes. Yes, uh, or you know, you could go on Toledo. You get, I forget. There's a whole list. It was on, on the Jewish Virtual Library, I believe. They have that uh, proudly, in fact, about how they opened the city gates to most of the gothic the visigothic uh you know citadels the the cities right it was just walls around these things uh to the muslim hordes uh absolutely and they they think it was great great and then and then of course we hear historically right oh uh you know Cordoba is this fantastic thing because he joined kind of the church and the mosque and kind of almost the synagogue too and everyone was getting along great what is the other one it's uh, not Cordoba, it's uh, uh, it's in uh, Andal- Andalusia, or What? what is, no, that was the name the Muslims had for Spain. There's another region, right, that they always refer to. There was even a, a radio show on Swedish state uh, radio that was called that name. I forget it now what it was. But it's like this obvious, like, oh, these are like, the Kalergi plan was actually kind of happening when the Muslims were, like, led in by Jews into Gothic Spain, you know, uh, you know what is it, 1200 years, more than that. 1,400 years ago, 1, thirteen 1,400 years ago, something like that. Uh, that's what they want to do. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. Uh, let me check that we're caught up here. There Sharusker says, I visited Helsingborg in 2019, and I actually listened to Flashback Friday while uh, observing the town from Shannon steps. Oh, really now? Cool. oh that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a great... It's a. I, I had great memories there. It was my... Was it my, gra- my grandmother's... Grandmother's sister's husband i think it was that took us for the most time uh egon was his name and uh, um yeah it was just, it was a, it was a good time it was a div- it was a different time it was no it was not what it is like now folks there's no doubt about it uh but yeah that's cool man i just I, I want these places. i want i want our places back <laughs> i want we need to get them back there's just no doubt about it and if it's, you know, it, it, it's the band-aid is going to need to be ripped off. And and if this is what does it, I'm 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 fine with that. That's, let me just put it that way. Peg and have to catch a replay, but thanks for the stream, Henrik. Support what you like, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's for a kind of you. While we take the Super Chats here, I'll pull this up on screen. So if you do want to join us, if you want to support the show, enterpistream.live slash TV odyssey.com slash TV or at Red TV technically. Uh, or rumble.com slash user slash red eyes TV they have rumble ramp and hyper chats on odyssey uh and kind of regular super chats on entropy mcdozer over there as well on entropy uh says make public blood eagling great again <laughs> that's, that's right blood maybe blood eagles need something needs as a as a strong enough deterrent right um you know what this legally you know i mean we, of course you could pass new laws and things like that right but like um is this considered treason, right? Against the people, against the country? Um, you coming in intentionally, uh, I mean, it's a hate its a hate crime, right? Obviously, right? Like we, I'm going to go here to sh- murder Swedish people, right? Or whatever it is happened here in Brussels, for example. That's a, very, there's, there's a specific, like, you know, calling this out and like, this is what I'm intending to do and I'm doing it solely because they are Swedes. And I saw on TV that some, uh, you know, some Danish politician, Bernard Koron, so obviously, you know, that's that's it, Swedes. You know, I'm, I'm coming to get you. Maybe you need to pass something like, well, this is considered technically like treason, a hate crime, and we need to have deterrent, you know, deterrent factors to come into the picture to change, uh, to 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 prevent this from happening again. I'm not sure it would deter any of these maniacs because some of them are truly uh, so insane, and they're gone. They're in a a murderous cult, right? Is a uh, brainwashing religion, so I'm not sure it will actually help, but uh, maybe for some of them uh, it's worth trying. Let me put it that way. Uh Sarah Free says these refugees are a product of Zio Finance, created wars implemented by Zio puppet nations, the US, UK, etc. Uh, through their war on terror. Barbara Spector Lerner warned about multiculturalism, uh, w- multiculturalism for Europe, US not for Israel. Yeah, I mean, she. She warned in the sense that she said, uh, "Like you're not going to survive without it," you know. Um, but yeah, I have a second section on that in a little bit here of of how they how they ended up here, and that always has to be the natural extension. Uh, but but these people coming into our countries are also not blame free because of their actions. You know what I mean? It's funny how they're like, they might be smart to, you know, Israel or Zionism or something like that, or like, you know, Zog or something, <laughs> you'd, you'd think, right? But then it's like, but you're basically here because of that. But, you know, but they're willing and able and capable and perfectly happy, it seems, to be the tools of the very fucking people that they claim to hate and, and the political movements, you know, that they claim to hate as well. And they're willing to be in our countries and fighting us. You know, while they're waving their Palestinian flags and not helping them out, but being in our countries. I mean, I, look, I know they have their herajah and all that shit. They want to, like, you know, gain more political power. We're here to claim this land for Allah, blah, 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 all these kinds of things. But still, you know, uh, it's not that you can reason with these people. That's what I'm, all I'm saying. Their hatred for us is so deep and, and so pervasive. Uh, and, and, in fact, many of them even think that we're the one who's using Israel. <laughs> you know, they like got all, all this backwards. I played a, in the Western Warriors show with Clay, played, played a clip from a Swedish uh, clip in Sweden from a Muslim guy who, you know, I'm not sure if he's a Swedish citizen or not, but whatever. Uh, and he's like, yeah, the the you know, the West is using Israel uh, you know, as its dog and, and and it's basically these colonialist Westerners that it's the reason for all of this and stuff like that. Uh, just pure incitement on the streets of, of Sweden. It's insane. Uh, against Swedes, against Europeans. Uh, so we were uh, talking about Sunak there, right? Because she, the lady, there was calling Sunak out, right? And um, what does he do? Is he is he is he going to defend you know the UK? Is he going to defend England's honor? Uh, no, as he's advocating for obviously bringing in more migrants from uh, India and things like this. Uh, he goes to Israel though. Uh, he did a talk there with Benjamin Netanyahu. 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 PM will urge Middle East leaders to avoid further dangerous escalation during two-day trip to region. Now, when I first actually pulled this up, it actually said that it encouraged him to, what does this say here? Have they changed to this? Yeah, it was something, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, <clears throat> you have a moral... Uh, obligation to to basically you know to fight back or like to to crush Hamas and and, and shit like that uh, I forget what, he, what the exact uh, subtitle was for it but yeah they changed the the, uh, the the line there but anyway so he he went to uh, he went to uh, suck Israel's cock
4: basically Prime Minister Sunak Rishi I want to thank you for your solidarity your clear unwavering support from the minute this war began uh, I think the fact that you came to Israel Tells us a lot. I said to President Biden yesterday that there's one thing more heartwarming than standing with Israel—it's standing in Israel. <laughs> and the fact that you came here to do that
1: uh, Holy is a shit. very strong by
4: Pfizer, support, which we deeply appreciate. Uh, Chancellor Schulz, who also visited here, called Hamas uh, the new Nazis. He was right. Ah,
1: yes. You fought
4: the Nazis 80 years ago uh, resolutely. Uh, and the entire world supported your action, President Biden. Uh, wait a minute, can we
1: uh, can we can we pause? Let me pause for a second. You you fought the Nazis, unelected Rishi Sunak, who literally came, what his what was the post again? Was that his family came here? Uh, his family didn't even live in the UK until 20 years after the war, <laughs> but he's but he did it. Here's the headline they first had, right? Netanyahu has duty to quote go after Hamas in Israel's darkest hour, says Sunak. That's the uh, that's the line it was there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how backward he The, the not you fought the Nazis and now you're fighting the Nazis again. Good for you, uh, Indian man.
4: Hamas worse than ISIS. He's right too. Hamas are the new Nazis. They are the new ISIS, and we have to fight them together, just as the world, the civilized world, united to fight uh, the Nazis and united to fight Hamas. It must together now stand with Israel as we fight and defeat defeat Hamas. This is not merely our battle; it's the battle of the entire civilized world.
6: There you go.
1: See, that's that's where that's where it can't go. Uh, right there. Uh, that's where it 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 cannot it cannot. Begin even well it could it could begin with that I like people could be initially fooled into that whatever you want to call it right but it can't it can't end there but this is what this is what Israel wants and I think there ha- there might have been a kind of a clear there might have been a clear agenda to begin with like let's bring in Muslims let's let's you know and 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 then at the same time maybe some of their daughters will get with them a collete plan and we'll you know we'll we'll uh Exterminate the seed of the uh, Amalek and Esau or Edom from from the face of the earth. As all this is unfolding, but in a little bit of a period here, we'll get most of them to support Israel, and they'll come to our aid. And our battle is now their battle, and we'll use them. Right? I mean, you could. That's definitely a, a, a potentiality of why they did this to begin with. Maybe they want a third world war, and after that, they think we're gonna. You know, then we'll. You know, after we've purged the, the the worst elements, then we'll all sing Kumbaya after that together. We'll have the Noahide laws, and we'll have the Moshiach in a third temple, and we'll rule at the top of the world, and everything will be great at that point. Uh, but all the other ones will just kind of, yeah, they will just kind of blend out or something like that. Who, who knows what the ultimate goal is there? But yeah, so they're they're working with with memes. That's basically what it is, right? Hamas is ISIS, uh, and it, and but they're not, but they're also the Nazis. Although, what Hamas actually fought ISIS for a while. And then you have the contradiction of Israel actually helping uh, Hamas soldiers, right, and actually taking them to hospital, weird shit like that. Uh, These airdrops of resources that ended up directly into the hands of ISIS along the way. There is a classic strategy of Israel using these kinds of extremist groups to justify their consequent actions like those we're seeing right now, which of course is the carpet bombing of Gaza. And we'll talk about some of the war crimes, essentially, that Israel is doing in the wake of this. But it's all been justified because this is another holocaust and we're fighting the Nazis. That Those are the, tar- the means that they're dropping here, essentially. And it's working on a lot of people, unfortunately. They're becoming completely blind. There's a lot of people seeing it, too, but there's also a lot of people that are blindly just like, you know, whatever you guys need you know no doubt about it but the, you have that issue of like I don't think maybe Israel literally created Hamas but I, do, I I don't think so right the big giveaway and some of the research that's been done about that was basically how they uh, fund they supported them they, they funded them back in 2007 initially right when when Hamas had become a, a nascent organization. And they did that to weaken Yasser Arafat's movement and the People's Liberla- Liberation Organization, the PLO, and things like that. So they wanted to divide it internally. And instead, of course, it's much more effective to have then a kind of a crazy religious organization. Right? The, the U.S. did this with the uh, with the Taliban to fight the Soviet Union, uh, and then later that came back to bite them in the ass. You could say, or they or they continued to fund them all all that time, all all along the way, right? But regardless, Hamas then. You know, there's speculation that have infiltrated some of the upper echelons. We showed some of that uh, reporting as well. Uh, Hamas' top official uh, might actually be an Israeli spy. Now, this could maybe this is not true, uh, but interesting if true, right? Israeli operative penetrated into the highest ranks of the Gaza-based terror group. And, of course, that's, that's how they used this, right? Egypt warned them. We've been over this, but it's important to point this out to newcomers continuously uh, because people don't see all of this all the time. So apologize if I'm getting a little bit repetitive for some of you here, but it's important to continue to tie this together, right? The Egyptian intelligence official says Israel ignored repeated warnings of something big. And this is, of course, because they wanted their Pearl Harbor moment. But I think even more than the Pearl Harbor moment, which in and of itself is a big giveaway, uh, was, of course, this idea that this is Israel's 9-11. In case you missed a clip, here it is again. Check this out.
7: So this is Israel's 9-11 moment. This is the 9-11 uh, of Israel.
0: This is our 9-11, a spokesman said.
4: Israel's 9-11. This is, as uh, someone said, our 9-11.
0: Now, some are calling this Israel's 9-11. And, of course, when 9-11 happened, there was a seismic shift in the world.
8: This
4: is Israel's
8: 9-11 because corporate media says it is. And if they keep on saying it and they will, well then it becomes the truth in the minds of those who hate truth.
9: This is
3: Israel's 9-11.
7: This is 10 times worse right now than
10: 9-11. This is
7: Israel's uh, (laughs) 9-11. This is an all-out war. This was their 9-11.
10: You know, we talked about 9-11. I think this is worse than 9-11 for Israel. In so many respects, this is so much more devastating for Israel than even we experienced after 9-11. What
3: happened in Israel is Israel's 9-11. I call this this massacre that happened in the southern of Israel is even worse than 9-11. It's even worse
5: our 9-11. It's it's our 9-11. We should all understand it. It's our 9-11. And and from today on, things will never be in Israel
7: as they were. Uh, This is Israel's 9-11 moment. Uh,
6: This is is the Pearl Harbor of Israel. This is the 9-11 of Israel. In
4: terms of scale, Israel has just experienced its 9-11. In terms of shock, Israel has just experienced its Pearl Harbor.
9: And If you're Americans
1: and want to compare this to something in American history, then this could be a
8: 9-11 and a Pearl Harbor wrapped into one.
1: But if you could you could say that it is a 9/11 and a Pearl Harbor together for us.
0: Israeli military says the attacks launched by Hamas on Saturday are like the 2001 terrorist attacks on the United States. This is our 9/11, a spokesman said.
9: You have said that this attack of October 7th is your 9/11. Can you explain what that means to an American audience and what the
1: Can you can you dumb really dumb this down for us so there's no doubt? Uh, about uh, you know what's going on here, uh, and these the the dumb idiot audience we have here on MSNBC understands this. Okay, Thank scope you. of this
5: is in your country. Sadly, since I said it, it turned out to be ten times
1: bigger than uh, 9/11 it's because ten t- it's ten times, six million times bigger. That's why said six billion. Till now, times. we so, I'm sorry, six, times, six trillion times. bigger Offered than than, uh, 900 fatalities. So proportionally.
5: Uh, because the Israel's population is uh, smaller than 10 million people, it's like having more than 30,000 American uh, fatalities.
10: This is the 9/11 of the Israelis. This is the 9/11 of the Israelis. In a
7: way, this is our 9/11.
5: This is a 9/11 moment
9: for the Jewish Israeli people.
5: And this is precisely why this atrocity is Israel's 9/11. All
9: right. Brought to you by
1: Pfizer. You get the point yet? And of course, uh, Kasparov, uh, Aaron Kasparov pointed out in the Odyssey chat, which is completely correct. And I was going to go there, but yes, uh, <laughs> considering, considering some of the involvement here of the 9, the nine eleven, 11 right? And, and who was behind this, right? Lucky just take Lucky Larry, right? Take Lucky Larry's involvement. I was, I got very, I must have to play that. It's just, it's such gold. Where is it here? Someone did, right? If, if Israel, here we go. If this is Israel's, no, they're calling this Israel's 9-11. Does that mean it was an inside job? <laughs> yeah, I think it does, right? Uh, let me see here. Lucky Larry. I got to find that clip. Sorry, guys. This is just, it's someone did a great little compilation uh, of Lucky Larry. And uh, you you can enjoy that together with me. We got We got very, very lucky. We got very lucky. There we go, check this out, it's good stuff.
3: I had the pleasure of working pretty much with every Prime Minister of Israel from Yitzhak Shamia forward. I said to myself, wouldn't it be fantastic if I could own the Twin Towers. Yeah. We got very, very lucky. Very lucky. The governor of New York, George Pataki, decided one day that maybe it would be good to privatize the ownership yes, of, of the World Trade Center.
1: Everybody, there there's the, the ANCAP. <laughs> so they just privatize it, Goya. <laughs> Well, no one will take over No one will use it against
3: you <laughs> So I got a call From the governor's office And they said Get a call. Would you
1: Do would you, you, you want to buy it from me? Elliot Spitzer uh, Shares no ethnic bond With Larry Silverstein Of course Consider
3: Owning the World Trade Center
1: Yeah, you want to own it?
3: We got very, very It was very, very Good For the family Yeah, Very good for, for us And we are very very fortunate on the morning of 9-11 <laughs> I'm getting ready getting dressed to go to the dermatologist I have light colored hair light skin the sun is a disaster for me is it I it can't Larry? take the sun. Can't take it. She Shit. said, "Okay, but you're going to the dermatologist. You're going this morning, and you're not going downtown." <laughs> we got very, very lucky. And I had an obligation to collect the insurance of course. proceeds yeah,
1: it's from just, the policies. It's, yeah, you have to. That's just what I had to do. It's the legal thing to do. It's the right. It's the moral thing to do, Larry. A new governor was just elected.
3: Elliot Spitzer, an old friend friend. who I knew well. Yeah. And I said, Elliot, if you don't help me, I'll never collect from the insurance companies. And guess what? He listened, and he said, you know what? You're entitled. You're entitled? I'm going to get you the money. And in six months, (laughs) he got me the $4.5 billion. We got very, very lucky. (sighs) Ah. Hmm.
1: That's it right there. Four billion. These, you know how much money these people... Oh, they have no influence whatsoever. You know how much money that is? We <sighs> just endless amounts of cash. Where's the cash? Give me the cash. Oh, all right. Fuck, it's aggravating. Where's I going with this? I'm off in a tangent here now. <laughs> What's going on? Where are we? What's going on? We can do an early life check on somebody. Where's the uh, Where's the audio for that? Wasn't that part of the fun stuff? Was it forty nine? What are we doing here? Here we go. All right. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> holy shit! It's just uh, this world is a is a joke currently, folks. That's how it goes. Uh, okay. Where were we Sunak. We did. We did. We talked about him. So i got to move on here. Focus. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is a different... check. The, speaking of you know, things like Larry Hill, but, but even even against their own, I guess, right? Ry- Ryan Dawson, of course, will join us tomorrow, right? Again, a little plug for that. Ryan Dawson, Adam Green, Raging Dissident, a.k.a. Jeremy McKenzie, and Derek Rantz will join me tomorrow for a special kind of flashback Friday panel, really, on the Zio Wars. Uh, we'll go live at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's 11 p.m. Central European Time, so make sure you join us for that. It's going to be a good show, I think. Plus some fun as well. But uh, you know, we'll talk about some of the latest. Landlord of 27-year-old woman kidnapped by Hamas demands her her rent in Israel. Ele- <laughs> A landlord in Israel has allegedly told a roommate of a 27 year old woman who was kidnapped by Hamas militants to pay her rent or he'll remove her belongings from their apartment. Look for replacements. You're not doing me a favor by living there, he told her roommate. Her father criticized the landlord and shared the landlord's chat with the roommate. Brought to you by Pfizer. There you go. There you fucking go. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, Red. I saw your chat earlier. I forgot to get back to it. Yeah, Red Wolf one says, "Is there a Red Ice merch site?" Well, there is, but it's down currently because we don't have any. Uh, we don't have any merch in there. Uh, we got to replenish. We got to restock, and we've talked about it for quite a while. But man, it has been wall to wall busy. Uh, three with three young uh, children here between me and uh, uh, Lana, it's, um, it's not my time over in the day. Uh, but uh, but yes, uh, hopefully we can actually get an extra hand in to help you know, with some of the admin stuff of just what it entails to get everything involved, restock on some of the supplies. We want to do some ball caps, maybe some beanies, obviously t-shirts, hoodies, you know, things. We know what we want to do. We'll probably actually make some even like, and we'll make it in a cool way. We, we don't do some cafe press shit. We never have. When we did the t-shirts and the uh, we did sweatshirts, we did long sleeve T-shirts, we did some other stuff that was you know high high quality you know organic stuff you know made by Lana's Lama and stuff like that. So uh, we want to do that, but we'll make some cool you know mugs or something like that too. So yes, that that is the plan. Thank you for asking, uh, Red Wolf. I appreciate that. I appreciate your support as well. Uh, but yes, the plan is that is coming. Uh, we do want to expand and want to get more help, and that's important, of course, why uh, you... That's a good way for you to support us as well, uh, but just we need some more people aboard so we can continue to do more, uh, do it better, and of course, that will lead to more expansion as well, uh, resource-wise. All right. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you. All right. So uh, let's talk about the invasion here now, too. Uh, Israel's soldiers will soon see Gaza from the inside. Uh, of Galant which is um, the defense minister for Israel, we are alert. And if Hezbollah wants to start a war, it should first look at the photographs of Gaza City. <clears throat> yeah, why is that again? Oh, that's right. It's all those uh, kids being bombed out uh, right now. Uh, so some people, have, what, what's taking so long, right? You had the weather coming in between, allegedly, and I was like, is this... Is this weather manipulation? Are they trying to slow down Israel because optically it wouldn't look that great? Maybe I'm not sure. Who cares, uh, to be honest, in in America about that? But maybe there's some that are like this wouldn't this wouldn't look too good for you. Could have you this could this could be bad for you. You know what I mean? People talked about the oh the black uh, battle flag of Islam had been raised in uh, Saudi Arabia or something like that too, and it turns out it was not that. It was a flag of mourning. So there was some kind of misinformation, but there was some statements. You know, like Iran uh, Iran was willing to. They were talking about an, a preemptive strike on, on Israel. Uh, Hezbollah, of course, would would be there as well. They have about a hundred thousand men. One of the uh, spokesperson in uh, Jordan, I believe it was in Lebanon, uh, Lebanon, maybe. Um, yeah, I think it's Lebanon. Uh, said that that's where Hezbollah's basis, right? Uh, and what was it was one more thing. Uh, recently, I'm forgetting what that was now, but there was like a couple of things. was like lining up like that, like w- this could turn really bad I- if they would have that battle flag, blah 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 thing. There was like some call for like getting everyone in the Islamic world to like turn against Israel or whatever. And of course, that and that would mean oh, then Europe is at war with America and NATO basically. Although Israel is not a NATO member, but you know what I mean. Uh, basically, the, you know the the, the Western. Nations would have to get involved, and uh, it would be a war on behalf of Israel. And nobody wants that, right? Uh, Pray for peace. Pray for calmer calmer times. Nobody wants to die in this conflict. They can, if they want to fight, they can fight each other. Uh, But we are not sending neither ourselves or our kids. Um, We are not going to be victims in this battle. This was between you guys. You know, uh, if you want to do it, that's what you're doing. Here's a uh, Israeli. uh, Who was this again? Uh, It's one of the one of the generals, I believe, subtitle here, we're striking them hard. Now, our maneuvers are going to take the war into their territory. We are going to defeat them in their own territory. It is going to be difficult. It's going to be long. It's going to be intense. The best commanders of the IDF are here, the best soldiers of the IDF are here. Our best headquarters, our best forces are you. It tells the group here. I believe in you with great complete true and fundamental faith. I believe in strength, in professionalism and above all in the spirit of everyone who will bring us to victory. Yeah, so people are saying, what's taking so long? Why are they not invading? So we had the weather and the storm Daniel was in the way and all that shit. But uh, now I'm not sure They're, they're maybe waiting for more, maybe more US arms. Is that what is that? What's going on? Wasn't there two good memes about that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Ukraine out Israel in check this out. Scoop US to send Israel artillery shells initially designed for Ukraine. Ah shit! Ah, he's uh, he's falling out of favor. Uh, it's that the, it, it looks like America is just eh, you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look over here for a little while. Uh, we're, we're gonna support we're gonna support our greatest our greater greatest ally, and uh, you're basically not gonna get uh, any of this uh, little flabby Zelensky. And I'm sorry, I have to play it. There we go. Enough fun for today, huh? Uh Anyway, the inequality between the ultra-Orthodox and other parts of Israeli society. Deutsche Welt did an interesting piece. I'm not going to play it, uh, the whole thing here, but four months ago, a protest in Israel against the government government's planned judicial reforms are entering their sixth month this weekend. And by the way, that's another reason for the timing, right? Great division within Israel, a lot of uh, protests against Netanyahu and stuff, none of that anymore. As far as I know, all that's gone. It basically, it's like massive rallying, you know, because of their 9-11. Right? Everybody joins behind Netanyahu, and we're good to go, right? Uh, ultra, Ultra-Orthodox men who study at religious schools don't have to serve in the military. Only around half work official jobs, and though they contribute less taxes, are often entitled to more state support because of their low income. And uh, I think someone have claimed they do the same game in, uh, you know, like uh, Crown Heights in New York. You have a large, large community of ultra orthodox, and they're basically doing the same thing. They're using the system and all that stuff. But it kind of shows you there's like a different tier, right? It's like the the religious orthodox ones are at the top here, essentially. And of course, that's where you have to go to look at some of the rabbis what they're saying about Edom and Amalek and all that stuff that I'm Green is covering. I was on there uh, yesterday with him to to talk about just a you know a, a tiny amount of some of that crazy shit that they're talking about. Uh, but yeah, they have an, an an ancient grudge going back to uh, you know Titus, um, and that's why they are so happy when the uh, Star of David was projected onto the Arch of Titus with fame with that famous carving this with, uh, with the Romans taking the menorah out of the second ta- temple after having it destroyed, right? Uh, so apparently there was, and so the, this is a, a reality essentially in the country, right? It's, it's, it's just what they do. They have, you know, higher status or whatever. Somebody in Germany, this a random thing on the, on the side here really, but popular German author says, Orthodox Jews don't work except for diamond trading and financial transaction. And it's like, well, that's what, just what Deutsche Welt pointed out here, right? Uh, it's actually the, the, the ultra-Orthodox and the non-Orthodox parts of society. They have a, a, a big divide between them essentially here, right? Ultra-Orthodox men who study at religious schools, yeah, that, that's the line we read, don't have official jobs. A recent budget that allocated the uh, community billions more in government funding has secular Israelis calling for change, right? They don't want that. Apparently there's some little uh, trouble in paradise right there. Uh, and so what's why did this author have to apologize? Right, Richard uh, Richard David Precht apologized for the comment made on his podcast, one of the most popular in Germany. He's was like, well, it's, tr- <laughs> it's fucking true. It's true. Uh, all right. So anyway, and that's really... Yeah, so we, we have a couple of other clips here we're going to play. This segment is pretty crazy here, uh, to be honest. But let's begin with this one. I haven't seen the whole whole one of this yet. Uh, Israeli politician has a meltdown live on RT discussing Gaza hospital strike and then we have what do we have oh this one we have to play this one before because that makes sense of the ultra well, if they don't fight in the military let's play this one first they don't fight in the military but they do help the military by providing food to them and it's not just any food check this out a ribeye steaks on the front line for the IDF workers. Check this out. Why are you
6: doing this? We love Chinese.
10: We love Chinese. It's amazing to see the family here. Why are you
1: doing this? Everything's great for Hashem.
8: Everything's
1: great for Hashem. Hey, hey, the real Israelites showing up there, look at that, whoa, hey, the The beta-Israelites. Yes, they call them, right? Yeah, they're sending them to war, of course they are. (laughs) But anyway, you see that ribeye ribeye steak right in the front lines right there. Holy shit. All right, let's play this here. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so let's see what this uh, meltdown is about here. Oh, that is muted. Let me go back up here. There we go. RT Israel partition meltdown.
10: Cross live to uh, the head of Israel's Likud party, Amir Weitman, who's joining us here no, not on the RT. Of the, Likud party.
1: the
5: head of the Likud party
10: is Benjamin Netanyahu. I'm just the, the head of the Libertarian Caucus within the Likud. Thank you for clarifying that. So you and I were just doing a sound check off air, and you did say to me that uh, that what we're broadcasting on RT International is propaganda. You said that we are presenting a, a lie, and you did say that your response would be quote unquote violent. So the hospital attack that has brought condemnation there is no,
5: essentially no, no. Islamic no, world. Immediately. All right, go I on then. Going go to on. This immediately. Okay, go on. Okay. To stop. I am not letting you asking this question. Okay. There has been no hospital attack. It is clear. The proofs are outside. It's everything is in the open. It's very simple. You can mm-hmm. read everything. Mm-hmm. The mere fact of saying Shoot. that there has been a hospital attack, which mm-hmm. has not happened is a lie. It's a blatant, a blatant lie. It's Palestinian terrorists. Propaganda and the fact that you are repeating this per- propaganda just shows that this place is a place of lie. This is not a place which is looking for truth because there is no discussion. <laughs> it's clear. It's in the open. Mr. Vitman, <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me? Are you telling <laughs> me there was <laughs> no?
10: Listen, I, I'm, I'm, no not, I'm not. I'm not going to waste it's our viewers' time having a shouting stand-off. match with you. you. Are listen, are let's try, forward, Mr. Weitman, Let's well, try and be respectable here. You are a politician. Let let's try and speak say like adults. Would you calm down and well, treat this as lie. an adult adults would do it?
5: Do not Lie. So the hospital, the lie. hospital
10: <laughs> was not <laughs> bombed. The hospital not was not bombed, Mr. Weitman. The hospital, no, was, hospital not bombed. was not
5: bombed. There has been, but this this was a war crime committed by the jihad, Islamic Jihad or the Hamas, which shot a missile from a hospital according to the laws of war, which Russia incidentally also are supposedly uh, signed on. Not that they respect it because they've been massively
10: Russia proposed a peaceful resolution at the but, United but, Nations, but no, shot no, down no, no, by no, America, America France, and the usual G seven. You're letting
5: me now finishing no i am finishing to, 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 to say what i <laughs> want to, say. You're carefully, not to speak carefully speak
10: calmly mr weidman then everyone can understand you speak right. like an adult no I'm not, I'm not calm i'm not carry on carry on
5: my people is being slaughtered by nazis
10: <laughs> your people are being slaughtered by nazis some might no, say something no. similar to Kids, what's happening in ukraine no.
1: right now <laughs> 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 Here we go. Two boom What happens? Two boomers enter the room. <laughs> no offense to actual boomers. Either. You know what I mean, though, right? The <laughs> Russians <laughs>
10: have been massacred by these terrorists. What? And no, so they're the the real ha- Nazis. Ha- happened. All right, all right, Nazis. all right, Mr. Weidman. Okay, <laughs> Nazis, this. The bombing never happened. Tiresome. Okay, let me ask you this. Why is it then that this bombing has been condemned and there accused has been over, I mean, there has been the fair, president of Egypt, the king of Jordan, of the president of Syria, the, the president of Cuba, the government of Iraq, the Turkish foreign minister, the Venezuelan foreign ministry, the head of the African Union and the president of Iran have all accused Israel of this strike, and you're telling me, you're telling me the strike never happened? It never happened? Mr. Weidman, it's all a lie. It's all smoke and mirrors, right?
1: Based uh, uh, the African Union is a terrorist country? Base.
5: Listen, Honestly. listen, all the countries you have mentioned, are te- all of them are terrorist countries. All oh, of them. they're Massacred. all terrorist all countries. Of them. Jordan, Massacred. an American ally, is a terrorist is country. Responsible Turkey, for the murder Venezuela, of the African Union. Freaking people <laughs> in his country under under Russian support. He's a murderer. He's a mass murderer who should be hanged in public like the Nazis have been hanged in public. The fact that these people are the people saying that this has happened Uh, exactly shows my point. And if you are not able to understand that, and I get, I get, with all due respect, that I understand you're under Russian payroll and I understand this is a Russian propaganda, but you have to be very careful because let me tell you, we're going to finish this war. We're Uh, going to win because we're stronger. After this, Russia will pay the price. Believe me, Russia will pay the price. Russia will pay the the price. price. Russia is supporting (laughs) the enemies of Israel. Russia is supporting Nazi people who want to commit (laughs) genocide on us.
1: Are they? Are they really? Are they really? Chabad is very strong in uh, in Russia. Coincidentally, of course, and of course, they're also arresting uh, nationalist groups and all that shit. Probably been over that. But this is, I guess, this is where where they want you. Kind of in their, you know, oh, you're. If you're in the global South, right, you're, then then you're uh, you're, you're the real anti-Nazi, blah blah blah, and then this side has the blatant, you know, propaganda as well, on you know, at least for Western audiences, uh, this is what they call the uh, goy right here, in terms of the uh, enter- <laughs> entertainment value of what they're pumping out on both ends. Us
5: and just Russia will
1: pay. Through. Russia will pay. Okay, there you go.
5: Price. Russia also. Now, let me, listen to me very carefully. We are going to finish with these Nazis. He, he's,
1: he's coming close. <laughs> he's going closer and closer to the camera, too. Look at that. We're going to win this war. It's going to take the time. His nose is going to leave one of those little, <clears throat> kind of like an oily mark on the lens if he keeps on. It's going,
5: going to go, take, but we're going to win this war. Afterwards, we're not forgetting what you are doing. We're not forgetting. We will come. We will make sure that Ukraine wins. We will make sure that you pay the price for what you have done, you as Russia. And you, and as all the enemies of Israel, and you, as all the people who are now making everything they can to support genocide of the Jews in Israel. We are not forgetting. We are not forgetting. Remember exactly what I'm saying now. You will pay the price.
10: Amir, I think it's safe to say that this is a very passionate conflict that is happening here. Well,
5: people have been massacred. My people have been slaughtered by your proxies. And you will people. pay the price. Is it clear?
10: believe no. me you no will I, I don't I don't actually think, think it is it clear it.
5: very 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 sternly <laughs>
10: I don't think it is clear, <laughs> Mr. Weissman, and I think, and I would well, suggest, well, then it be in the clear. future, it should be clear. As, it being, be as clear. being a politician, be. this
1: is this is the mentality of some of these people. As being a be politician, should be clear. Again, I mean, I'm not a I'm not, not a big fan of like the global south or the BRICS or you know, Russia, any of this. You know, we've made this clear before, but <laughs> but this is just absurd. Just understand it? that actions have ridiculous. Ridiculous.
5: consequences,
1: and when people support murder of
5: Jews, people pay the price.
1: Ah, there we go. This is true in
5: Gaza. This is true. So you say Every-
1: European lives on the street because of diversity, because of some of your people. Ah, that's fine. Anywhere
5: else, the time that Jews actually uh, uh, have no power to defend themselves is done, is gone, and people will now have to bear the consequences of them supporting genocidal Nazis yeah. who are out to exterminate you did this all Jews. by yourself. What we have seen ten days ago is not something normal. We have seen these Nazis going out massacring people in the streets, babies.
1: Beheading them, older people, well, that's, that's, that's raping, the all things, them out, people in the streets, babies, them, older people, women raping,
5: all these things you've seen them with your eyes. How can you even dare?
1: You say women raping? We
5: have seen these Nazis going out, massacring people in the streets, babies beheading them, all the people, women raping, all these things you've seen them with your eyes. How can you even dare?
1: Believe your lying eyes of the of the uh, fake footage we provided or or not the footage Israel
5: has changed. We are not now where we were 10 days ago. You have to understand that. No, the world, world, the world is changing. And apparently much of the much of
10: the world, much of the world, Amir, if I may, if I may. Thank you. Much of the world is watching on in horror. Meantime, you've got the entire Islamic world that is rallying against what is happening in the Middle East. And I will, with pleasure, invite you back on this program to speak with me about the ongoing conflict, provided you are respectful on this program. Amir Weitman, thank you for your time. Ah, well, they cut him off. I'll tell you, you
1: goddamn goy. All right, there you go. <clears throat> That's the mentality right there. But they did this all on their own, right? Uh, this is the reason, of course, why they've asked for 10 billion here in emergency military aid. Now there is no speaker right in the House, so therefore they might not be able to do. It. They'll find some way around it, though. They'll definitely do some kind of aid package, I guess, right? As as their stuff intended for Israel, uh, sorry, Ukraine is sent to uh, to Israel instead, essentially. Uh, Dersherusker says here, these are genocidal maniacs, Jews and their non-Jewish Shabbos goys. No more wars for Israel. That's correct. early earlier said, uh, uh, USA 9-11 was a sacred created BB manufactured 9-11 for Israel. Sacrifice Israel's, uh, Israel's, Israel, I guess it is. Push USA to do a dirty work, work war with Iran and get some... Uh, Dollars, stupid, going nation, USA. Paraphrase, Bibi, Americans. It's easy to be moved. Border heavily protected. IDF had stand down orders four hours after the breach. Very strange. Yeah, there was someone said seven hours, right? That they had uh, nothing was happening for seven hours. They 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 try to blame it on the response time or something like that. But you know, if they had the intelligence, if they were prompting Hamas or they dropped a guard, allowed it to happen. They needed. They needed these lives so the people like this maniac we're just watching can go on tv shows like this and scream at everybody for not understanding they're like oh my god you, you know these you know these jews are massacred and stuff and it's like imagine if they if they did that to their own population in order just to rev up this anger and, and i don't put it past them uh you know to be honest uh but anyway so here's um, we can start with the hospital thing um frankly let's do that real quick there was a decent investigation into that right of actually the uh the bombing uh, and who did what so let's play that first uh, now this is the uh, hospital in uh, gaza city right that was struck by hey, but it's funny new york times changed their headline several times like oh a blast at a hospital like first it was like uh, israel shoots down uh, you know uh, targets bombs hospital where there was a hamas base and they had weapons in there and then it was like oh wait scratch that um blast occurs in in uh, a hospital in, in gaza for some reason Uh, But anyway, so here's the analysis of some of the footage. On the 17th of October, 2023,
7: hundreds of Palestinians were killed when the Al-Akhli Arab Hospital in Gaza was bombed. Officials in Gaza blame the blast on an Israeli airstrike. The Israeli army denies responsibility and claims the attack was due to a failed rocket launch by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. They say they used Al Jazeera footage to allegedly confirm these claims.
2: But you're asking me for, for proof? You don't need to get proof from me. All you need to do is switch over to Al Jazeera. who broadcasted it live and you can actually see. I got a screen hat caption just for you to see this is Al Jazeera from last night.
7: Our digital investigations team, Sanad, decided to investigate these claims and conducted an in-depth analysis of this Al Jazeera video along with several other videos from multiple sources and established a detailed second-by-second timeline of the events. By analyzing Al Jazeera's live stream, starting at 18.45, the team was able to identify four Israeli airstrikes on Gaza, targeting the area near the hospital. Starting at 18.54.28, then 18.55.03, then 1857-42, and then 1858-04. That's military time for just before 7 p.m. local. The team cross-referenced this video with another captured by a camera situated south of Tel Aviv, showing a wide view of the Gaza Strip. That video shows a series of rocket launches from Gaza. That video clearly shows how the Iron Dome intercepted these rockets. Going back to the Al Jazeera live feed at 1859.35, we can see a single rocket launched from Gaza. This is the rocket in question. This rocket can also be seen on the Israeli video. 15 seconds later, Al Jazeera's live feed shows that the same rocket was intercepted at exactly 185950. This interception has the same afterglow seen in previous interceptions. A closer look at the video captured by the Al Jazeera Live Feed shows the rocket being completely destroyed and broken apart in the sky. According to all feeds and videos analyzed, this rocket was intercepted and was the last one launched from Gaza before the bombing of the hospital. Five seconds after that interception, an explosion in Gaza can be seen, followed two seconds later by a much larger explosion. This is the strike that hit Al-Akhli Arab Hospital. As a result, Al Jazeera Digital Investigations Team found no grounds to the Israeli army claim that the strike on the Al-Akhli Arab Hospital in Gaza was caused by a failed rocket launch.
6: All right, there you go. So,
1: pretty decent. Uh, I think that's uh, that's probably, <laughs> that's basically what happened. Uh, they waited until uh, they were shooting the rockets out of Gaza, and then they, they uh, hit the hospital or whatever. But it was like, a, what, a J-DAM, right? That's what it's called. People analyze the audio from the munition as it comes down, the bomb, whatever you want to call it, right? And uh, it sounds just the same. So, it's some kind of, uh, you know, guided, uh, you know, with, with fins on it that makes that sound, etc., which are most likely... Uh, means then it's U.S. provided, which means you know it's it's on the Israeli side. Uh, however, of course, because um, U.S. Congresspeople, politicians, uh, senators, etc., uh, are so deep in the pockets uh, of Israeli interests and the Israeli lobby and APAC and things like this, uh, evidence doesn't really matter. You don't really need to provide it as long as you are Israel and you say this happened. Well, there's some people that just will, by default, believe you. Here's a Democrat from uh, Connect- Connecticut. That's actually how you spell it, right? But uh, Connecticut. Uh, what's his name again? Um, Chris Murphy. Uh, and he's on the Foreign Relations Committee. Listen to uh, what he says here about Israel and proof overall.
4: How important, Senator, is it that Israel publicly released intelligence backing up their analysis that the IDF was not responsible for this deadly hospital blast in Gaza?
6: Well, I mean, listen. I don't tend to require Israel to provide proof of the claims they make. They are an ally. Um, I, my default position is to believe Israel.
1: There you go. My default position uh, is to believe Israel. And 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 how w- did we get to this point? Well, for some explanation of this, we can uh, look at uh, Harvard professor Stephen Walt, who wrote uh, together with. Uh, Uh, Mearsheimer, right? What's his first name again? Mearsheimer? Uh, I forget his uh, first name. Uh, The Israeli lobby back in 2007, and he had uh, only one correction, uh, addition I'd like to make uh, to this here, what he says, but uh, listen to this here.
6: The lobby is a loose coalition of groups and individuals that works openly to influence American foreign policy in a pro-Israel direction. It includes organizations like AIPAC, the Anti-Defamation League, Christian groups like Christians United for Israel, think tanks like the Washington Institute for Near East Policy, publications like the Weekly Standard or the New Republic. And this is a broad definition, but if you think about it, most interest groups in the United States have lots of different components to them. The environmental movement isn't just Greenpeace or the Sierra Club. It also includes think tanks, sympathetic academics, and journalists just like the pro-Israel movement does. Uh Like other interest groups, the Israel lobby is not a cabal or a conspiracy, (sighs) and the groups and individuals in it don't agree on every issue. But they do agree on wanting to preserve the special relationship.
1: Now, return to that later in terms of, like, well, there is an ethnic component to it, and in fact, even some of them themselves, like Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL, Admits as much. He's, when they talk about Zion, this is deeply embedded into Jewish identity. And even if you're not religious, he goes on to explain uh, in, in the clip, you, you still have a tie to to Israel, right? You're told about this as part of this. This is part of your genetic blood and soil, right? For Jews, essentially, which is like, okay, fine, you have that, but can you, will you back off, letting other groups have that? No, of course, of course, they won't, right? Anyway, back to the clip
6: here. Final point here the lobby is not synonymous with Jewish Americans. Many Jewish Americans don't support the lobby's positions, and groups like the so-called Christian Zionists aren't Jewish. The lobby is defined by its political agenda.
1: I think, personally, I think it's almost close to... I mean, there's of course there's, you know, not every... Jew is a Zionist, but most Zionists are, are Jews. I mean, that's just how it is, right? I mean, that's that's as I said, that's part of the makeup. And we'll listen to Greenblatt here next to go on to explain that. And of course, it's always going to be outliers. It's always going to be, you know, so, you know, people we've had on the uh, the, the the show, right? I mean, uh, Israel Shamir is a, is a classic, you know, kind of anti-Zionist Jew. You have the Noia Karta, right, or the uh, Jews Against Zionism. Um, Gilad Atzman, right there's a few of these names. Gilad Asman we've had on the show, right there's a few of these names. Um, so, so, so yes, there's always sort of outliers, but generally, I mean, dis- overwhelmingly, most of them that have that ethnic relationship have a special bond, you know, to Israel, and have a claim. They think there's a claim and stuff like that. And even liberals uh, who, who are not religious do as well.
6: Not by ethnicity or religion.
1: Well, like I think other special
6: interest groups. But lo- I think
1: Walt here, together with Sham, is kind of covering their ass on that issue, but whatever, be it as it may. It, it, of course, you know, again, it, are there non-Jewish Zionists? Uh, of course, 100%. So, so that's his point.
6: He right? works in two main ways. First, groups like APAC exert influence inside the beltway by helping get allies appointed to key positions in the government and by giving politicians clear incentives to adopt positions that they favor, for example, by steering campaign contributions towards pro-Israel candidates and away from candidates who aren't. The lobby's influence, of course, is no secret. AIPAC was ranked the second most powerful lobby in Washington in a 2003 survey of congressmen and their staffs. And Bill Clinton said it was, quote, better than anybody else lobbying in this town. Newt Gingrich called it the most effective general interest group across the entire planet. And former (laughs) Congressman Lee Hamilton, who served for 34 years, said there's no group that matches it. They're in a class by themselves. Former Senator Fritz Holling said, as he was leaving office, you can't have an Israel policy other than what AIPAC gives you around here. And that's why Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert said AIPAC was, quote, the greatest supporter and friend we have in the whole world, and Jeffrey Goldberg of The New Yorker called it a leviathan among lobbies. Now, of course, it's not just AIPAC, but it's also a number of other groups and individuals, including, as I've mentioned, a subset of the Christian evangelical movement. Right. The second strategy is to try and shape public discourse and American perceptions so that Israel is viewed favorably by most Americans. Pro-Israel think tanks and commentators produce a steady diet of op-eds, articles, books, and media appearances intended to shape these perceptions and influence policy. Media commentary in the United States tends to be pro-Israel, and there's simply no equivalent in the United States to Israeli journalists like Akiva Elder Gideon Levy, or Amira Haas, who are frequently critical of Israeli policy. My point is not that these critics are always right and that pro-Israel pundits are always wrong. My point is that voices like theirs are almost entirely absent from mainstream exactly. media in the United yeah, States. Well, I mean, they
1: are wrong, but what, <laughs> personally, they are wrong. But, you know, it's, it's true, though. Like what it's uh, it's one voice right you on this one issue everybody agrees why is that you even know. is this in, is this in Americas is this America's interest you know what I mean could look at look at the wars right
6: APAC,
1: the neoconservative movement all these things like all these wars right America's war and, and, and that's why like, Muslim because' the great Satan they, it's American the Europeans right essentially which which is not it's not it doesn't serve their interests. America's war on terror displaced 37 million people. Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, Yemen, Somalia, Pakistan, Philippines, Libya. Millions and millions and millions of people. And then, of course, you look at neoconservatism, which is largely a Jewish movement. There are neoconservatives that are not Jewish, obviously, but overwhelmingly, disproportionately, it is a Jewish movement. It's just a fact. Bill Kristol, of course, is in the picture there. He's like the arch-neoconservative. But there's others, right? Um, uh, Paul Wolfowitz, uh, Richard Pearl, uh, Michael Chertoff, right? Uh, you, I'm not sure if Paul, was Paul Krugman ever considered to be part of that? I remember Paul Krugman wrote op-eds for the New York Times where he basically tried to obfuscate and say, oh, these guys go- these go- like George W. Bush, he's the reason for the war. No, he took his cues from the neoconservative movement. They're the ones who are really dictating uh, this shit behind the scenes. And in some cases, right in front, right on the scene, <laughs> openly. Oh, we're going to invade seven countries in five years. Boy, here we go. Iran's up next. Where's this going? It's going to Iran, because that's what they've always wanted. We'll take out that compi- competition. I mean, the greater Israel, they want full control. Here's Greenblatt talking about how anti-Zionism is genocide. If you didn't see the clip yet, it was going around, but uh, if you didn't, check, check this out.
9: So, is there a distinction with a the difference then, Jonathan, between being anti-Israel and being anti-Jewish? Hmm. Well, look, I think you can certainly be a critic of Israel, you can say I don't like these policies. Or are they being conflated? I guess is really yeah. The question. I think I think you can criticize Israel. I've criticized policy, of Israeli government. I'm not anti-Israel, but I think where we draw the line.
1: Uh, well, yeah, what policy was isn't hardcore Zionist enough <laughs> Is being
9: anti-Zionist.
1: The board, the board, their border. Uh, you know, the decree to build the border wasn't tall enough. Okay. What I mean by that is this M- machine guns every 15 feet.
9: What, what, Jonathan? Ideology that says I oppose the existence of the Jewish state. I oppose the legitimacy of Jews having the right to self-determination. I op-
1: blood and soil. Here we go. Here's the blood and soil speech, ladies and gentlemen.
9: <clears throat> oppose the whole notion that Jewish people should be able to live in their ancestral homeland. That, as an ideology, which but is it, now but it isn't their ancestral homeland. Com- Not anymore. Even com- if it ever was. College campuses. It's common in some corridors of power. We have people in Congress, like Rashida Tlaib, who professes this idea. And then, by the way, Maybe you shouldn't it's common them in, in then, some Charlotte. newsrooms, we see this with the copy editors and some other people making decisions. But anti-Zionism, I've long said, is anti-Semitism. I was wrong. Anti-Zionism is genocide. There you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's it's you know I mean diversity is a code word, uh, right, for anti-white, or, you know, you know, um, open borders is white genocide, right? It's, it's these talking points, but for meh, for meh me group, meh people, you know, you can't have that. They actively censor and lobby uh, social media to shut down people and, and you know, web services, a credit card process, you know, all of it, everything, everything that's enabling anybody that has a voice that this fucker doesn't like uh, and, and all his cohorts in his organization and those around it and those who support it have gone after all these other people and censored them and banned them and shut them down and lobbied them. They've threatened countries like Iceland that threatened their tourist industry to sh- like shut down Icelandic e- economy just because they wanted to pass a law to protect their own kids of not having them circumcised, right, essentially, or banning circumcision in the country. Outrage about that from these groups. Now it's just hardcore blood and soil you know it's genocide to uh, to question zionism
9: and what i mean is if you so dehumanize zionists by the way every jewish person is a zionist
1: here you go see let him let him speak for you and if you don't agree speak up louder create create an organization right now If you don't agree uh, get together with as many fellow Jews then that you can, and 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 actively start working against the messaging of the ADL. Instead of complaining on me for pointing this out,
9: you might not believe, or anyone else that's pointing it out. in the political project of the state of Israel. But every Saturday morning, like for me yesterday, you open your prayer book, and it talks about Zion. It talks about Jerusalem. See? Jews have been praying to Jerusalem for two thousand years, two thousand years. And he knows but that. here's the point zionism is whether you're a religious jew going to synagogue every day or you're just a cultural jew who even thinks of themselves as an atheist zionism is embedded in our tradition it's fundamental to our existence there you go. and so for the anti-zion our soil our
1: soil is in our blood here's the here's jonathan greenblatt's blood and soil speech let, let that sink in everybody and i'm not again i'm not against that i think it's true for every group right but of course, the problem here is, as I said, the fact that he's actively shutting down every other European that mentions these kinds of things. One of uh, European ethnicity, we are not allowed to have these things, as the ADL is attacking and saying, you know, oh, oh, any of these symbols that uh, you know comes from Norse paganism are all white supremacy, and they need to be banned. They need to be outlawed. We need to be outlaw runes. When we should outlaw the Hebrew alphabet? Then is that, is that the next step for you? That's the that's the major problem I mean, these the ADL just needs to be removed and debanked and 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 destroyed as an organization
9: Zionist who says all Zionists are evil all Zionists are bad the Zionist project is wrong
1: that leaves us in a very
9: weird position.
1: Very weird, a very weird position. That's right. All right. So there you go. So that's his blood and soil speech. It's part of our genetic makeup. It's part of who we are. It's an ethnic the tie to the land. And of course, ironically, they haven't had that tie for you know a few thousand years, essentially, before 1948. Well, there's some Jews living there. But you know what I mean? They, 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 they had been separated from that piece of land. And before that? Ah, oh, they're in Egypt, and they're in Babylon, and then what the hell else? They're up in some you know Turkic nomadic, nomadic area somewhere. They were basically like uh, native, uh, native Indians or something in the terms of uh, how they were wandering around everywhere. But all of a sudden, it's blood and soil, right? Oh, we're totally not a deracinated little clique of, of internationalists here. We, it's this is our land. That's it. We're tied to it deeply. Everybody prays, even liberal Jews pray to this plot of land because it's part of our genetic uh makeup in our blood. Okay. So anyway, um so that of course creates um w- w- with that, with with that belief on top of it, uh, you create situations like this. And this is some uh rough footage here that we'll show for a little bit. So for the next let me see here. seconds, four seconds, two minutes, say three uh three minutes or so if I don't talk too much over it. Uh There'll be some rough footage here. Uh, Let's begin with Zionists urinating on the dead Palestinians, showcasing this lack of uh, human dignity that they claim the other side don't have. They both, you know, they can have each other, they can fight each other all day long, right? Uh, Look at this. Anyway, I think we've seen enough of that. So here's some other uh, casualties, um, young girls. This is also some uh, pretty rough footage, so watch out here as we're playing this uh, graphic warning here coming up. Dozens of casualties arrive uh, in a hospital after Israel has uh, struck a mosque. Little girls are here.
4: Come
8: <laughs>
1: Imagine if this is your children right here. Do you expect these people to have any humanity left after, after all this? oof it's hard to watch man it, it is it's horrifying there's more
6: sorry
5: yeah.
1: and this was like well they're parading their children around well what are they supposed to do Yep, here's a little bit more. Just, uh, I'm not going to dwell too long on this, but I want to. I, d- I do want to show some of this here. Testimony from inside Al shaif Hospital in Gaza. Listen.
5: listen. This is how the operation looks.
1: Room looks like in Al Shifa, the hospital complex. Uh, the patients, as you can see, are on the floor in the operations department. Operation room.
5: As you can see, this
1: is utterly inhumane. This is unbelievable.
5: This is what happens
1: when you bomb a hospital over the heads of the patients and the injured and the displaced. This is the state of the operating room. All these had undergone surgeries without anesthesia. So we can save as many people as possible.
5: Oof. All these had
1: undergone surgeries without any anesthesias. We can save them. Anyway, it goes on there. It's just you get the idea. I don't want to dwell too much on this too long. There's some of these photos, right? They're going around. You know, them like lining up the kids or whatever. Someone pulled out from a telegram channel. Uh, most of them are celebrating this. Look at this. Uh, like thinking this is funny or something like that. Oh gosh. It is rough. I mean, it's it's rough, man. Uh, the, these are these are some crazy people we're uh, we're dealing with here. Uh, so actually, after this, let me show you this here too. After the hospital, uh, you know, was was bombed, after the blast somehow in the in the hospital, uh, head of churches in Jerusalem condemn Israelis for the bombings of Al Ali Baptist Hospital. Oh, that's right it was a Baptist hospital too. Uh, they said about the bombing. We are people of the cross, we are not military experts, but I want to tell you something. There are many buildings, many houses, many places that have been bombed by Israel, and these are facts. They've also released a letter condemning the brutal attack on our Al-Ali Anglican Episcopal Hospital in Gaza during the Israeli airstrikes. There, hospitals are sanctuaries, the letter reads, yet this assault has transgressed those sacred boundaries. So here they they are, uh, the guys lining up here. So I'm not sure how many are like Christians are. Like how are they going to square on this, right? And just a reminder too. I mean, they, they, this is like policy. This is official policy. This is what uh, uh, Yuav Galant recently said. Uh, here's a reminder of the clip. These are, you know, they're going to destroy everything. They're subhumans. Listen to this.
9: <laughs> and not the There you go. Check that out. Yep,
1: yeah, they're subhumans, right? Essentially, that's what he's saying, right? Incredible. But that's fine when they say it, you know, what I mean, uh, totally fine. All right. So uh, let me show you this. Dude, this was uh, gone around. I'm not going to go through it too much in detail right now, but I, I will at some point this is back from January 20th, 2010. The Dahiya Doctrine fighting dirty or a knockout punch security and defense. Attacking residential areas, which double as enemy command centers, may seem cruel to some, but for many in the IDF, it's a strategy that is necessary until Hezbollah and Hamas change their ways. So I'm just showing you that that that's like a doct an official doctrine, I guess, from the military, right? The Dahia uh, doctrine. So I'm going to go through this article uh, in more detail when we have more time to do so as well. Uh, but they talked about the operations directorate and and um, uh, you know talk about why they're why they're doing that. But anyway, so so it's not like. Oh, this is all propaganda. Well, it's your doctrine. You're using this. You're, you're, you're literally don't, you literally don't care about these people. A uh, couple of reminders here, too. Um, Lucas Gage linked this up, and we've played this clip many times before. But listen to uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz here underlining this in terms of like our, um, our strength, that we need to use our power and all that stuff. Listen to this here. People say
8: Jews are too powerful. We're too strong. We're too here. rich. Here people say Jews are too powerful. We're too strong. We're too rich. We control the media. We have too much this. We have too much that. And we often apologetically deny our strength and our power. Don't do that. Don't do that. We have earned the right to influence public debate. We have earned the right to be heard. We have contributed disproportionately to the success of this country. Never ever apologize for using our strength and our influence in the interests of peace. And if you need a biblical source for it, just remember the psalmist who said, Hashem owes liyam o God will give the Jewish people strength, owes. And then, only then, Hashem yivorei chetam B'Shalom. Only then will God give the Jewish people peace. Peace will come for the Jewish people and the Jewish nation only through strength. Never apologize for using your strength <laughs> for peace.
1: Of course, he's a big Trump guy, right? We'll Defending him see continuously and stuff like that. Uh, you could see, you could see how, how Trump will be wheeled back here at some point to solve the situation for Israel or something. We'll see what happens. But yeah, someone said in the in the chat to Bob uh, of Atlantis, good point. I was, and it, you know, I was thinking about that too. A lot has changed in 2006. There's now cell phones everywhere. Dahia is going to backfire big time in 2023. And I think that that's happening right now. It's a PR. There's a yes, they have a lot of supporters, obviously. A lot of people are condoning, um, uh, you know, sanctioning this and thinking this is fine. They can do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of information war, uh, it, that's not it's, if, you know, it, this is not going to be very well for them. And that's why I think even some American policy policymakers have been like slow, slow, down, take it easy here because like you, <laughs> you could, you could, you could lose it. But this is a make it or break it uh, uh, time for them. I think to be honest, they have to make a move now, or they, that's not, it, it's not going to work uh, moving forward. To be honest, and then ironically, as our countries in the West are multiculturalizing and, and becoming multiracial and multiethnic and all that stuff, and and the uh, the problems that comes with that, less support among. Those group uh, groups and and unfortunately, you know, if they get more and more political leverage, which they ultimately will do, demographics is destiny. Which certainly these people know. Uh, that's gonna that's going to turn also. But that doesn't mean that that's going to be good for white people. They're not going to be our allies. They're not going to be nice to us because no, they, they we are we're the colonialists. We're the uh, you know, the, the the racists, we're the uh, bigots, or in some cases, according to some other voices, control Israel and, and allow this, all this to happen because we're like, well, you, you're just sadists. Do so you want to, bur- you know, kill uh, brown children because you're white supremacist? Um, it's a little bit, you know, simplified, but that's some of the talking points you, that we've seen over the last, uh, what, couple, getting close to a couple of weeks here now since this really popped off. All right, uh, and of course, even uh, you know, people point out even even Arabs won't let taking other Arabs. I get the point. It's like okay, if Israel, you know, created this pro- you know problem, and yes, they had a British mandate, but you, you can go back to the Rothschilds and the Balfour Declaration and the pressure groups onto Britain, those who control Britain at the time to hand over this to uh, to Jews to create Israel and all that stuff. Right? It was it was it was a pro- pressure project by them. So I understand this idea of like, well, if you create the problem, why are you expecting us to, you know, take solve your problems for you? And some people pointed out, granted, in, in countries like Jordan, uh, where where this the, the king speaking here, king of Jordan, uh, they've already taken in a lot of refugees and stuff, you know, Lebanon has and stuff like that. So they've taken a lot of already surrounding them, right? But anyway, listen to what it says here. Uh, they will refuse to open their borders for refugees from Gaza. It's a part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think... And it's I, funny, this is like perfect, like uh, the Oxford British, right? It's a part of the question
2: on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt, that is a red line. Uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no
1: refugees in Egypt. Interesting. All right, there you go. So uh, Arabs won't even take out their Arabs, I guess, huh? Uh, Fascinating how that works sometimes. All right, I'm going to start wrapping up right there. We had a little bit on the... We might save this for tomorrow, actually, because it it could be tying good in with the guests as well. I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, uh, Prager, Dennis Prager, Ben Shapiro, you know, pushing uh, a lot of the Christians, you know, kind of... Not well to Christianity, according to how they argue, but also towards uh, you know the the pro-Zionist positions as Christians as as Zionist Christians specifically and all kind of thing. So anyway, that's it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the program. Ryan Dawson, Adam Green, Raging Dissident, or uh, Jeremy McKenzie, McKen- and Derek Rance will be joining me tomorrow for Flashback Friday for a panel on the continuation of these Zio Wars. So uh, tune in for that, 5 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Central European time. It's going to be a good show. In the meantime, please support us. Get a membership, 10 bucks a month, RedEyesMembers.com, odyssey.com, slash at Red TV, or subscribestarcom forward slash or slash RedEyes. You can get a membership right there. And if you want uh, to have a cheaper per month, you can get a longer one so You do a one time payment. And if you do one from all the way from what, six months up to two years, the longer it is, the cheaper it gets per month as well. So that's a great way of saving some uh, money if you want to do that, but still support us. It means uh, tremendously uh, that, that you do. So we appreciate everyone out there, no matter how you support us. Thank you, by the way, again, thank you. Thank you to everyone out there who do support us. Thank you to everyone who sent donations. Thank you to everyone who super chats. Thank you to all the members out there. And of course, as usual, Thank you, a special thank you, uh, to our executive producers today. We have T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Ubunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Socket Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dilbob, Bob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and Colin Marriott. Thank you guys. Oh, Comic Combo Deal as well. That's our latest edition. Thank you guys. And producers, Mr. Walker696, Yuan Son, Leroy Dumont, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Your New Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and HP Lovecraft. So, again, if you want to get one of those, check it out at ReddashMembers.com uh, or subscribe Star or Odyssey, uh, wherever is easiest for you. That uh, helps tremendously. Get a shout out at the end of the show. Do a little bit extra for us so we can continue doing this uh, and more and keep thriving and expanding in uh, in, in in opposition or in, despite, I should say, the opposition with censorship and financial issues with uh, processing, uh, credit card processors being shut down over the years and uh, very hard for us to find options. But uh, we have some for now. We'll see how long they last. But uh, uh, they are there, so uh, use it while it's there. Thank you, guys. All right, so we'll be back more soon. Let me just double-check here that we have everybody and that we're caught up. I believe we are. Let me check Rumble as well. Uh, thank you, guys. We appreciate uh, Those are our members over on Rumble as well. Uh, I think they have a membership there. i got to set up the locals one over there, by the way. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get on that. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Thor's Day. We'll see you guys tomorrow then for our special panel with a bunch of good guests. It will be a fun time. Tune in live. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.